Good morning, everyone. Um, welcome to the third episode of Context, and um, we made it. It's only been a week. Maybe, maybe I went over a day extra, but um, this is a lot better than uh, the three weeks to a month uh, thing I had uh, vacation I had from my last one. So uh, we're getting there. Um, this next episode is going to be more design related again. Uh, we're going to pick up where we last left off. We talked about uh, what uh, this new series is, and then we're just going to start with um, talking about brands uh, before that. But before that, it's our favorite time of the day where we talk about what's new, what's happening. Um, the good thing is it's only been a week, so not much happened. Uh, on my side, uh, unfortunately, Arizona is like literally on fire in so many ways. We're apparently the number one hotspot for the pandemic. I'm not sure if that's something we want to cheer for or not, but uh, I hope everyone's keeping safe. Uh, in addition to that, the temperatures are rising. I think it's consistently 110 degrees or above so make sure you guys are hydrating and drinking water i've just finished my first week of my workout uh so three more to go and then that'll be a wrap and let's see uh other net not too much happened i hope you guys are keeping sane and doing fine as well and then we'll, uh... oh yeah, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, some of you guys already saw this, but uh, uh, thanks to a couple buddy of mine at Cleaning Dishes podcast, uh, they recommended me to uh, use uh, a platform called Anchor, and Anchor.fm actually distributes my podcast to various platforms. So for those of you that like to listen to their podcasts on Spotify or Apple or other different platforms, you should be able to find this podcast on there. It's much easier to find it by just typing in uh, Dualistic. If you don't know how to spell that yet, I'll make sure to have some links and banners, and then I'll give you a spelling test uh, next month. But uh, <laughs> Hopefully uh, you guys uh, can figure it out and follow, subscribe, and then you'll, you'll get the podcast delivered right to your favorite platform without having to, uh, without having to wait for, you know, Instagram post or me posting on social media for it. And uh, shout out to Cleaning Dishes. You can also find them on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. So just look up Cleaning Dishes. They're uh, a black duo that uh, has super informational topics and controversy and very cultural and all that jazz. Uh, kind of like me, they're, they're there to have a, a good conversation and dialogue with their viewers. So check them out as well. And then let's get on to the next, to the episode.
Howdy do everyone. It's uh, episode three of Context, but more specifically, it's the second part of Design with Context, where um, in the first episode, we talked about the goal of it, which is to build a portfolio site. And so the second one, I want to bring us back a little bit, because before we even design anything, I think it's really important that we should know uh, who are we designing for. You know, this could be either for yourself or for a client or a friend. And so before we get into actual design, we want to do something. We want to head towards a little discovery phase to kind of create our brand and uh, what's it called? In the article, I mentioned it as uh, brand sculpting, uh, because when you're, let's say you're working with clay or building blocks, you know, you're just, you have a few core things that you know that you value, or maybe your personality has a few uh, things about it that make it special to you. So that would be your foundation. And then over time, you know, you're just building your brand into uh, the final result, and of course, when p- time passes, you could either sculpt away you know, those values that you don't really care about anymore, or you know, build upon the the values that you do care more about. So let's see. Um, so I, I did all this process um, using my iPad. Uh, I love it. I love to use it for sketching out things or brainstorming, but feel free to use a notepad or sticky notes and whatever method that you uh, you do. It's more more about research than it is <clears throat> making it look good. So um, as another note, uh, if you guys happen to be listening to this podcast out of order, I, I do recommend going through the this arc in order so you'll know uh, typically this is the process that I do in order uh, for a person or a client and for myself and so it it's, it's good to have that little uh, linear progression although you're more than welcome to uh, hop in and out of these phases depending on if you need more time to rediscover yourself or need more time to design and so forth uh, my article does have a lot of uh, visualizations. Like uh, there's three or four images that relate to the process. So you can see my own uh, brainstorming and uh, we'll talk about later, but you can see uh, my stylescape about myself and, you know, just additional um, visuals that you can uh, have as reference. All right. So we're so we have the task of creating portfolio website, but who do we build it for? Well, the process of brand sculpting um, is identifying some brand attributes that matches who you are, or if you're a business, you know it, it'll matches uh, what your business is about and what you want customers to think about it. 
So I've I've taken a lot of courses about branding and identity designs, uh, both free and paid. And it seems like they all uh, agree upon some simple, uh, let's see, some simple theories or some simple concepts that uh, I think all brands uh, should have. So, uh, so when doing this, um, you know, I'm just doing this on my iPad and I just write down these four things. So voice, uh, look, the feel and tone. So what you want to, uh, research and discover about yourself, you know, you can do a little soul searching is, you know, how do you want to sound like that would be your voice? Uh, do you sound friendly? Do you sound soft? You could be aggressive. Uh, you can be passionate. You can, uh, you know, there, there's different ways of how your voice is uh, projecting. So um, I would try to find the positives. Uh, or, you know, you can flip the negatives into a positive. So maybe aggressive isn't the right terminology to use, but maybe you're more uh, confident. Uh, and let's say if you're, if your voice is kind of timid or soft, you know, maybe it's more, more elegant or more thoughtful, right? Because I think uh, people with soft voices, it's because it's more because they don't want to talk, but um, they're more thoughtful about what they talk about. So uh, same thing with how do we look, uh, you know, what kind of fashion you're wearing, you can compare to that. Or if you're more towards um, minimal things, if you like that uh, stuff, or complex, um, complex look. So there's a bunch of adjectives and adverbs you can uh, figure out for that. Uh, what do you want people to feel? So this is more of asking, let's say if I was in a presence of friends or maybe strangers, wh whoever, uh, what's the feeling I want them to take from me? You know, and so you describe that type of feeling. Uh, from a business point of view, it, it's like, um, what type of feeling do you want people uh, to get from when they purchase your product? Or because everyone's going to have a different perspective of your brand, just because you're a sports brand or, um, you know, fashion brand. You know, some people might think, uh, some pipe, uh, some people might think Apple is like this rich, expensive brand while other may think Apple is this functional and minimal brand. So, and then tone is I've had a, had a hard time thinking what's the difference between voice and tone. So I kind of shoved it into this, like what kind of values we want to share is the tone is like, cause tone would be, 
not not particularly what you say, but how you say it. So, um, you know, you could have a very wise or knowledgeable tone to your to your voice, or you could uh, you could have a confident um, tone to how you uh, structure your sentences. So. So this is a uh, more or less, I guess, a traditional way of doing a brand sculpting. You know, you just write your attributes for each of those things, and then you basically want to filter filter all those attributes and keep going down to see which one best presents you and you choose three or four or five words that, you know, if you put them all together in a section, you know, you can see like, okay, yeah, this is me, or this is who I want to be. That's also a good segue to, um, to note that you want to, you want to, you want to describe your desired state of your brand rather than uh, describing who you are now. Um, so I thought of a different method of doing this and I thought it was, uh, it made a lot of sense to me and maybe it'll help you guys. But in terms of trying to figure out who you are and what your brand is, you can probably just imagine your house or your, a room, um, for businesses, you can just imagine your store. I think we can imagine those places more vivid, vividly than trying to think about who we are. And so I, I showed a picture of my room uh, on an article. So for those that wanna play uh, Where's Waldo, you can go ahead and then zoom in. But <clears throat> you, you can tell from the picture of my room, there's uh, a lot of things going on. At the same time, there's some common themes that are there. There's a lot of white furniture that, uh, attends to me liking you know that white minimal feel at the same time there's a lot of tech there there's my computer there's uh, an ipad and you know all the internet things like that so i'm definitely more involved in the tech world and then scattered throughout you'll see a bunch of like figurines and pikachus and pandas and plushes and you know that that kind of attends to the fact that um, I enjoy the the culture, cultural world, uh, world of that specific thing. And so, when you put it all together, you know it really is the manifestation of who I am as a person. And so, you could do the same thing for your room, or again. If your room is a mess, you know, don't don't think that your brand attribute is messy. Uh, so just think of a desired um, desired state of your room. Um, if I show in the other part of my picture, it would have a there's my piano in the corner, and you know, everything is relatively placed and organized because that's just who I am.
right? Um, so we did that. We did those two exercises. We just thought about uh, things, you know. Uh, what I did was I spent like five minutes on each of those categories or, you know, you can spend at least half an hour, an hour. I don't think, uh, I don't think you should be spending a lot of time during this step because then you're thinking too much into it. And so whatever comes up uh, first is usually your gut instincts of who you actually are. If you think too much into it, then you're almost kind of massaging it, massaging it to make it look, uh, look or feel good, but uh, it may not actually be you. So you don't want to be fake uh, during this process. All right. So I listed out my brain attributes. I showed my little brainstorm uh, in the picture. So I decided that uh, I'm carefree which means that, you know, I kind of don't care uh, about certain things. You know, I'm not uh, not ashamed of, like, having these toys and I'm not ashamed of being into things like K-pop or, uh, you know, not ashamed to just display what... Uh, what I guess in uh, Mary, uh, Mary uh, Kondo's way, I'm not ashamed to show what things that just, you know, sparks joy into my life. So, And then uh, the second attribute is structured. Um, as you can see, I've taken investment and time and money to make sure my workspace looks good. It's very structured. Uh, the cords are tied up. To hopefully it doesn't look like a mess. Um, I have like my drawers and cases and things, you know, lined up against each other uh, because of my OCD of like having a grid structure and laid out well. Uh, my third attribute is inviting. And I think I had that um, as an attribute for my tone. So the way I speak and the way I present things, you know, I want, I want it to be kind of inviting so that when people come in, let's say people came into my room or uh, come into my presence, you know, I don't want them to feel scared or nervous or, you know, I just want them to be warmed and welcome. Like, hey, you know, we're just regular people here, right? And then the last attribute I chose for myself is... Uh, Functional. Uh, besides the toys and everything, everything in my room has some type of purpose, whether it's to, you know, a microphone to record or there's a, a dock to charge all my electronics and there's lighting to set the mood. And I have all these coasters because I have a lot of drinks and I want to protect the, uh, the wood. So... I love a very functional life. I love products that are very functional and I don't mind investing, you know, money into good quality products. And so for me as a uh, brand attribute, you know, I want to also showcase that to my work saying, you know, we can have all, all the creative and fluff if we want, but I'm going to still stick to what works 
and I'm going to still stick to principles, uh, both in user interface and user experience principles that will, um, will have the best, uh, best chance of, um, let's see, uh, how to word it. It'll have the best chance of having a happy customer. Let's see. Trying to see what else I wrote in here. I think I went into a little bit of um, how my attributes are kind of like semi-opposites. Uh, so it's weird saying that you can be structured yet carefree. Um, and that ties into what uh, my brand, Dualistic, is kind of about. Uh, it's based off the word uh, dualistic, which is... Uh, slowly referenced by the philosophy of dualism, which is uh, of or having two ways. And you could back check that to the principle of yin and yang. And, you know, that's just why I, uh, I chose that name for myself and for my brand. And, you know, it, all of that ties into why I chose white and black as like my main, well, theme and layout and you know what's black and white easily is, is a panda and so that's how all that rolled out to become uh, my brand I'll probably do another segment about it specifically and to talk more about it but but that's how, how you can build a brand for yourself you know you can when once you start seeing your attributes and then you're seeing patterns about it and you compare it to different things, whether it be other brands or animals, a story or whatnot, then all these different ideas can come into plant, uh, come into way, come into fruition, and then you can start, um, you can start thinking about the elements of your design. All right, uh, so the next step is after you have your brand attributes, uh, you, you're going to do a little researching and discovery phase for creating a mood board of sorts. Uh, I've learned this technique called stylescaping uh, from another design firm. Uh, and it's also like a, a school academy type, type of online type of thing. Uh, they're called a future. And so uh, their idea of stylescaping is that they're presenting options of a brand that would uh, fit the demographic, which is really cool because normally you do maybe two or three of these uh, different mood boards to pertain to different attributes. So let's say... Um, on one of these mood boards, you want to present to be more carefree. And so you would probably add more colors or add more um, fun stuff, different type of designs. And then your second one, maybe you want it to be more structured. So 
And that one, maybe it's less colors, but it's more laid out as a grid. And, you know, it feels like an architect uh, type of site. So, so that's a cool, cool exercise to do for your brand and maybe for yourself to just like figure out who you are, what type of fashion you like, you know, what type of books are you into? What, what things in the world appeal to you? And then once you put them all into like a horizontal uh, type of uh, landscape, you can kind of see, you know, this whole picture to tell like a story of your brand and what you're relating to. And so for me, it's a good inspiration for the good inspiration for creating your logo uh, for us, it's going to be, uh, you know, our portfolio sites. So as you can see the image that I posted, you can see a lot of similarities between the things that I consider uh, stuff I liked. So there's a lot of um, grid work there. There's a lot of structure, uh, bold fonts, uh, the way the columns are structured. It's, there's like a, a a similar ratio that's like going on where the picture or, you know, the main element takes up two thirds of, of a space and the other elements take up, you know, the lasting one third. So stuff like that can help you a lot in uh, determining uh, the styles for your design or for your logo. Uh, typically, uh, if I did this for clients, I would do two to three. Uh, for myself, I only just did one because I think I just nailed it off the bat. And um, I've already, I already kind of decided, you know, how I want my brand to be. And um, other tips would be, uh, you know, you want to look you want to try to look at other things for inspiration. Don't just because you're making a website doesn't mean you need to just look at websites for inspiration. So as you can see on my board, I even have uh, pictures of um, of a book. Uh, yeah, it's a, I think it was a, a book from a CD cd album and you know it was laid out very well with structured and then i had a little uh picture of packaging of gundams and you know they had a perfect example of what i liked in terms of structure and fonts and all that stuff so yeah uh so that's a that's is the beginning process of design uh that i think most designers fail or just easily neglect when they start doing uh, doing work. Uh, people think that once you tell a, once you ask a designer, "Hey, could you do this?" or "Could you do that?" Uh, then you know they just go work directly into it. But uh, a phase like this uh, should be done before any type of actual design work is done. And it could take could take a week or it could take two weeks, just depending on how how you do in the, the stylescaping uh, 
stylescaping phase. And the whole point of it is to find a direction that everyone can agree on. Uh, a lot of times a client will pick, they could pick a stylescape, but they might like elements from uh, the other stylescapes. And so it's awesome to know that uh, two people can be on the same page because you want to get rid of the, uh, the assumptions of these brand attributes. So when I say that something is a minimal brand, that could totally mean different between, uh, between people. So if I can, so if I can determine with the clients or myself, like, Hey, minimal brand means, you know, these type of pictures, then we're in agreement of what minimal is, uh, stated for this project. All right. I think that's all I did. Uh, talked about in the article. Uh, I encourage everyone to go through this process. Even if you're not an uh, artist or creative, it could be a good exercise to kind of learn who you are or learn who you want to be. And then you can slowly kind of put that in your mindset when you start making moves out there. You know, like there's a, I think there's a difference between being professional and then there's also being yourself. So once you can balance both of them and then you can show yourself in a professional manner, then I, you'll be golden in today's age. All right, guys, uh, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode where we are gonna we're gonna be talking about fonts, and uh, I'll probably have a good story about that uh, next week. Bye.